So You Want to Be an Artist is now on YouTube as a video series too. So if anyone prefers watching their podcasts and conversations, then head over to YouTube, the So You Want to Be an Artist YouTube channel. And this episode is now live on there too. One more time. I just want to see you One more time One more time One day I was sitting in my studio at my boy Rowan, his name's Lox, um, producer He walked in and was like, yo man, he's like, how you doing? I was like, I don't even know, I just started crying I just like crying, bro. I was like, I don't even know where I am, bro. I don't know what I'm doing anymore, man. What am I doing in the studio? I never thought music would push me to suicide, bro. Yeah. I just try to be a bit more. Yeah, just try to keep a bit closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Myself as close as you right. need. Uh. <laughs> that's good. All right, let's get into it. I think that's dope. I mean, who would have thought all those years ago? Remember the first time we ever communicated on email? after I posted a blog about your song. I was like, who is this kid? Where is this kid? We need to find him basically and tell him that he's sick that and tell him to put out more stuff. And you sent me an email. I just put in the blog post, I was like, if you read this, Tom Tripp, whoever you are, send me an email at this. Really? Yeah, and you sent me, I'll probably be able is to that, find yeah, it. Yeah, bro, find it. Like, Is that how I contacted you? What yeah, so I was just like, look, if you read this, whoever you are, please send me a... Please send me an email. Bro. Yeah, here you go. Bro. You said, just wanted to say thank you for the kind words. My mate sent me a screenshot a few minutes ago. Sick. A lot of people seem to find the song just as you have in the past month. It's all bedroom stuff, so I'm a bit awkward about putting more out. I'm currently working on a few songs, though, and hopefully have more material by the end of the year. Thank you for listening and sharing. That was the 11th of December, 2015. What? Yeah. 15? That's almost... Almost four years. 2011, 2015, November. 11th of December, December. 2015. 2015. Was that really? No, that was TAM. Well, T-A-M. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Yeah, I put out TAM almost five years ago. Yep. It was on my SoundCloud for ages, but then it picked up somehow because I was sending it to... I was emailing a and and managers for like ages, but I... I remember I was getting a bit of plays. I was like, hold on, this is getting like 50 a day rather than like 100 in a month. I was like, this is getting, someone, someone's posted it somewhere. Mm. Then at one point like in December, I think people just started hitting me up like, what is this? Who is this? And I was like, that's just a bedroom thing, bro. Yeah, yeah. I just made it in my room last night. And then yeah. I think maybe two years after that? Probably a year. Pro- okay. Yeah, yeah. So a year after that, I was doing a radio show on Radar. Yeah. Rest in peace, Radar Radio. <laughs> I was doing I a- got it either. I was doing a radio show on there and I wanted to do a one-off show of just pure demos, roughs, versions oh, of yeah, songs and just yeah, yeah. kind of demystify the, the, the creative process a little bit yeah. and get people feeling okay with sharing things. That was what made me want to send it in, yeah. Did I, I think I saw that and I sent it in. I think I asked you. I think I sent you a DM like, look, I want, I want demos. And yeah. you're like, uh, and I'm like, bro, come on. I've got, oh, yeah. these are the list of people I've got demos from. Yes, like, you're you in did. great company. Yeah. So I played Aurelia and I played it twice. I played it once in the show and then once to sign off the show because yeah. it was my favorite out of the bunch. Oh, yeah. And then as I realized today or remembered today that you use the vocal from the radio show, from the rip. On, my SoundCloud. on the actual SoundCloud I thing. I had to, because I was like, nobody else was paying attention to me. And I was like, 
he said something really nice about that song and I was very, it was my first time singing mm. and I actually uploaded it and deleted it. And then somebody emailed me saying, that song you just uploaded, put it back up, it was great. So I re-uploaded it, but I thought, okay, let me make this cooler. So I played your Radar Radio set and I took your your snippet of him saying, this song is a rough, it's a great yeah. song, I don't understand, it's so sick. I put that in the end of the song on SoundCloud. So Blood started thinking, shit, like people are chatting about this. Yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't believe it, bro. Like, someone, thought they, someone told me they thought it was Zane Lowe. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean... Yeah, yeah. You got a good radio voice, bro. I'll, t I'll take it. I'll take it. I can't believe, yeah, but thank you. That was, oh my God. And it's almost like four years later, and here we are. You're in fucking my studio yeah, now. Yeah, Even yeah. I've dropped some music. Yes, you have. You've, you've been signed. Yeah. You've been touring. Mm -hmm. You've been on platinum albums and Grammy, Grammy winning albums. No, Grammy nominated albums. Grammy yeah, nominated yeah, yeah. albums, man. It's like in a space of four years. Three years, I think. Yeah, three years. Because I only jumped into the scene. Well, I guess from you. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah, from, from, yeah, from the yeah, first yeah. time we crossed paths. Yeah, it's been yeah. four years and so much has happened. There's so much that we need to chat about, chat about catch up on yeah. and, and dig into. But the first thing that I ask every guest that comes through the podcast, what is art? Art is self-expression. That's what art is to me. Self-expression. And that, that can be in any form. It can I, be musically, it can be visually, it can be in a book. It's just how you want to express your views and yourself. That's what art is. Has that always been your interpretation? Yes. Because, well, no, no. Because when I was younger and I wasn't writing lyrics and stuff, I'd go to exhibitions, I'd go to museums, and people say, oh, have you seen the art thing? And you know, I look at it and I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand what, what that is. It's just a painting on a wall. But then when I started creating music, because I've always made beats, because I've always loved melodies, and it made me feel a certain way. So when I started writing, I was like, hold on, this is my diary. This is my, when you hear my music, this is what I want to express. This is what my thoughts are. That's my art. My music is my art and it's my self-expression. And you can't tell me, like, you can't, yeah, that's mine. That's what, that's how I express myself. And now I understand that's what art is, self-expression. That's what it is to me. I so, don't know what other people would So was it not until you started creating your own art and you realized it was about getting something out that yeah. you were like, oh, suddenly all of this other stuff makes, makes sense, sense now? now. Yeah. And what was that revelation like for you? It's it was it's freeing, making because I started as a producer at twelve years old. Making beats has always been self-expression, but I didn't know then. I just knew I liked grime music, and I knew that I wanted to replicate what I was hearing. But then once I started writing my own stuff, I was like, oh, I've written about my ex-girlfriend. Now I've I've made it into a song. I feel like I feel a bit more. I feel like I've lifted a weight because I've let that out of my head, and then people can interpret for how they want to interpret it and relate to it, but. It's freed me mentally, so I want to keep doing that. And it feels like, yeah, it's like a diary for me. It feels great to do that. And I'm never going to stop. And why share it publicly? I didn't always do that. I don't know. I'm, I made beats first that I shared publicly and remixes of other people's music. But then I had to share stuff publicly, publicly because I just started getting, at a certain point, I was getting a bit stressed um, going through relationships and just growing up as a teenager. I had so much things that I wanted to say and I didn't have a diary. I'm not, I don't have a big family and I don't talk to my, I do now, but I wasn't talking to anybody about how I was feeling inside other than maybe the girls that I was going out with. So when shit was going rocky, I was like, where am I going to, I have to lay it out somehow. I already make beats. Let me just sing on them. Let me just talk on these beats about what I'm going through. And then here we are, you know. I had to, it's just I had to I had to let it out I had to let something out and it had to be music because that's how I can get my thoughts out clearly. 
And there was a, obviously a huge hesitation in the uh, early stages of not wanting to sing on your own stuff. Definitely. And then singing on your own stuff, but not really wanting to put it out. I didn't want to, yeah. What was holding you back? Fam, I don't even know. I just thought I wasn't good enough, bro. Like, I still think I'm not great, but when I first, like, when I first did Tam, right, no one, even my family, knew I, I sang. Everyone knew I made beats because I had headphones on every day, but no one knew that I sang because they don't hear No one's had me sing before. I only sang in my house when my mum was gone to work between 8 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. So when she's gone to work, cool, open laptop. I remember I made Tam one evening, but my mum was in the living room, so I had to be like, but when you talk about him, I whispered it into the microphone. That's why it's the same vocals now. It's quite low. I'm like, one more time. And I'm not actually singing it because I don't want no one to hear me sing. Mm. And you got one ear out, making sure no one's coming no up one's the stairs. Coming in. My mom, I swear she does that, bro. You I'm hear like, the car pull up outside and yeah, you're like, oh shit, let yeah. me put it, whatever, load up the mini whatever clip. Whatever vocals that I recorded when she was at work, that's what you got to work with now when she gets back, headphones on. But then when it came to putting it out, I was hesitant because I don't know what people would think, man. And you know, coming from social media age, when Twitter, everyone's like bantering and stuff. And what if someone says your shit? Can I swear? Of course. What if someone says your shit, bro? And I'm not. <laughs> Uh, like you know, I'm not. I wasn't that mentally strong. I didn't know what people would think. I was going through a relationship where I didn't think my the person I was dating was that supportive of me, and I thought, why are you singing for? So, yeah, Tam was a little touch at putting out a song with me with vocals on, but I didn't. You know, no one. I think I even put in, in the bio, first time singing. Let me know what you think. I don't know, but I knew how to make beats. I'm sick of that, and it got a decent response. And I was like, people actually like this. Hold on. Maybe I might try this, and then I just started trying to sing more, and then because I used to rap, I used to do grime, I used to spit, so I, I can write lyrics. It's just about making it melodically sound well, and eventually I just put out a bit more. But I had to get a good response for me to be able to do that. Like I told you, I deleted Aurelia immediately after I posted it because I thought, nah, 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 this is not good, bro. Nah, just don't do that, man. People don't want to hear that shit. And little did I know, if you don't face your fears and put something out, you'll never know what can happen, bro. You'll never know. So now you're obviously in a very different stage of your mm -hmm. uh, journey of self-exploration. Yeah. How do you maintain that necessity to face your fears? Like, what are the fears now? The fears now is of maintaining. It's just still being able to create. My fears are not being able to create and not having the freedom to express myself. But I have that. You know, I just don't want to ever lose that. I don't want to ever get comfortable with like, okay, I've done this or I'm just going to chill now. Like I always want to just, you know, be able to express myself. Um, yeah. The fear of not being able to express yourself and that being the thing that's challenging you most at the moment. What has, it feels like that doesn't come from nowhere, especially when you're in the game, mm. you're making EPs, mm. it's, it's flowing, you're relatively prolific. In, oh, yeah. in your short amount of time mm -hmm. but what obstacles are you facing along the way people telling me what to make what kind of music to make what kind of direction i should go in instead of what my mind naturally wants to do mm. um obstacles that i face on the way um live shows i love being in a studio and recording music and making beats performing live is a whole nother world to me i didn't know the pressures of audiences and stuff um but the biggest obstacles was people trying to control my creativity once I got in the industry and it was fucking with me massively, massively. Like last year I went, I had a very bad period of mentally where I had to go to therapy because I had no one to talk to. I didn't know what to do and I went suicidal, bro. It was crazy. I had a car incident. 
I was doing the most. I went blonde. I bought a disgusting, crazy expensive car thinking that it would sort out my issues. And all I needed to do was just get rid of every material thing, talk to somebody about how I feel and understand that nothing's actually as serious as it was in my head. But the powers that be were fucking with me, bro. This is this is a direct reaction to you being signed, yep. right? 100%. And obviously, as you just said, people trying to take control or at least influence your direction. Yep, yep. Messes you up, bro. What, what, where were you being pushed that you didn't want to be? Where was I being pushed that I didn't want to be? Let's say I made... I made... After... I first came out with Aurelia and my Ready P, which was all me and my manager. It was, no one was involved. I wasn't signed yet. I was holding off. Um, after I signed, um, I was still making songs that I was that I felt was you know I wanted I wanted to release, but I was being advised to try and go in the direction of what was popular hmm. on radio and stuff. And people were telling me to make music. Well, I was give songs in and then I'll be get told, well, I don't think radio would like to hear this one. They might want to go with that song. I'm like, I'm not making music for radio, bruv. Like, I don't listen to radio. Hmm. But this song is, we'll do bits, fam. Like, oh, we may, may, let's go with the one that radio might play because we want to get the radio support. And Even I, though it's 2019. I'm going to get playlisted. Like, like to be honest, like I think, I don't know if blogs are dead, but when you have the support of people that have influence because they actually like good music, radio doesn't really, it will get to who it needs to get yeah. to. So that was an obstacle. Um, uh, I lost motivation. That was an obstacle because now that I was told, okay, we have to make an, we got to make an album now. I was like, what? Why? Like, I don't even care for albums these days. Just give me some good music that I can vibe, like maybe an EP and a few singles. But no, we've got, we got to do an album. And it has to be done by this date. You've got a month or you've got two months to do it. And I'm like, what am I, I going to sing about? I gotta live. A couple of months to make an oh album. Oh my god! The first deadline I had um, was like, let's just—I I had maybe three months to make it, and it's not like I'm being put in situations where I can make an album. It's just me in my studio. It's just me. Then mm. it's not like they're saying, "Oh, Tom, get him." It's just—it's just me in my room. Anyway, with, um, a, with a looming deadline, just, and, and that's it. So I'm going to the studio every day, just because I gotta go in with no inspiration to make anything, and the music I was making was so dark i would never let anybody hear it you know and um that was an obstacle i was like i'm I'm not motivated i'm not living you have to live for me i have to live life because i'm not one of those artists there are a lot of artists that are in the industry who can they can sell themselves like visually but they don't know how to write a song so they have writers for them a lot of pop stars have writers cool nobody can write for me because since i came out i'm writing about my life and what i live through so if I'm not doing anything in my life, I can't write music because there's nothing for me to be inspired by. So if you say, you got to do this by this day, it's like, you better hope I'll get into some type of shit because you're not going to get anything from me until then. But then when you're being pushed to do stuff, it's like, all right. That's probably why they give you a bunch of money. What? Knowing that you'll do, not you specifically, but knowing that an artist would do something fucking ridiculous with it and then that would give them something to, to write about. Bro. Um, obstacle. Another obstacle, having more money than I needed. And that I need now. Coming from retail and coming from a place where like I was doing all right, you know, I don't want to be in retail forever, but I was like, if I get this amount of money, I'll be good, right? Bro, I didn't want to get signed for so long and then I got signed and then no, before I signed I waited like months and they're like, What do you want to sign? I was like, 
Because I told you before this, I didn't want to be an artist. I wanted to be a writer and a producer and go off and just write the hits for people and then sit in the background. But they were like, what do you want to, what do you want to start? I was like, oh, fuck. Give me this amount of money. Just give me that and then leave me alone for one year. Leave me alone and then I'll, I'll do whatever. And they are like, all right, cool. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And I got all this money in my bank account. I'm just like, fuck. I wake up in the morning now and I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. Do you know how dangerous that is, bro? I believe it. Do you know how dangerous that is? I'm from the block, bro. I'm from the block. And you just got this amount in your... That, it's dangerous. That's an obstacle. How can that be an obstacle, bro? No, no, for sure. How can having all the money in the world be an obstacle? Yeah. Because now, what do I do? I'm in therapy and I'm like... You fucking blow it all and you no, make a no, bunch no. of mistakes. I mean, it's... I'm, I'm lucky in my journey. I say that. You, I did a few dumb, dumb stuff, but like... You, you can still dump shit and you still got better money, bruv. So it's like, I'm in therapy. I was like, what the fuck have I got a Mercedes for, fam? I don't even want this. Like, I was like, I'm telling my therapist and I'm like, I, I'm having shit days because I don't know what to do with my day. If I go to bed early, I'll wake up early. And how does that fill up my day now? And my, my therapist was like, stop trying to fill up your day with random stuff. You need to be doing stuff that's actually going to benefit you physically, mentally. Like go, you know, I was like, all right. So yeah, finance was an obstacle because I had too much money. That's fucking stupid. Um, don't know. Do you want more? Then what? Do you want more obstacles? Well, you keep going if you've got. If you've got, I'm letting you speak, bro. Know, you've like, got so much to say. I got bear. It's the first time I've spoke like out of this industry. Oh, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. I'm so happy right now, though. Um, okay, what's another obstacle? I had a well, let's let's just yeah. let's just dig into the the money aspect. Yeah. yeah. Once you realise that people were were liking it and it was mm -hmm. being received well and that you saw that there was potential for you to make a career out of mm -hmm. your expression mm -hmm. did, did survival come kind of come into the, the equation at that point of where you're like well maybe i won't have to work retail or maybe i can make enough money to help family or mm. you know change people's situations or change my own situations there's that survival element like you said you get too much and then it's, you lose that you get overwhelmed by comfort and security yeah. the choice that you made to make your self-expression your mm -hmm. career right. was survival oh wrapped up in that right were you like um, this is a way out for me yes yeah 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 this is crazy because like <laughs> funny enough Aurelia my first girlfriend um at the time before I signed anything I was like I was like babe like I remember I was like should I do this because I signed publishing first which got me out of retail anyway so I had two, three years of, I can do what I want anyway, but a record that was not needed. I don't want to be an artist anyway, but this is like disgusting money. I was like, should I do this? And she was like, she's like, I know you, Tom. And she's like, this can change your life, innit? but I know you can't do pressure. You don't like being told what to do. So she's like, I, I know how you are. Like, you don't like being told what to do. So, but this money can change everyone's life and your own. And you won't know if you don't try in it. So I was like, fam, this can change it for me. All right, let's do it. Innit? And we did it. And like, yeah, um, yeah, deciding to, yeah, survival was definitely like, okay, it played a big part in me. Let me make my self-expression a career because I'm being offered this amount of things and I can do that. And even though I don't exactly know how I want to do anything, I don't even know if I want to be an artist yet. In fact, I didn't. That played a, yeah, survival played a big part. Why were you so adamant that you didn't want to be an artist? Because, oh, bruv, oh. You know on social media, like back in the day when you just see artists going through it? Mm. You just seen artists complain always, get me off my label, get me off my label. I'm like, but you look are popping. What's the what's the issue? Like, it makes me not want to be in the industry. I'm like, 
my favorite artists are getting sued. My favorite artists are like complaining online about how they're being fucked up. I'm like, this doesn't sound right, man. It don't sound right. And the artists that I love are not on their labels. Like a lot of early UK artists that I used to love didn't want to sign for certain reasons. They jumped off it or they went against it. I was like, why does nobody want to be in this industry? You know, like the role of an artist isn't defined by their proximity to an industry. I don't want to be a part of the machine. Yeah. So that, like I said, being an artist isn't defined by being a part of the machine. And no. an artist is defined by their dedicating their lives to, to their own self-expression. Mm -hmm. So when you say I don't want to be an artist, oh, do you mean you yeah. didn't want to be a professional? You didn't want to. You didn't want to be part of a machine, but you still yeah, wanted to create. I still create. wanted to create. Oh, one hundred percent. Okay, I've always going to happen. Like, since I was twelve, bro. There's no other way. If I wasn't going to be an artist, I'm going to be in music in some type of way. Mm. That's just how my brain is. Mm. My whole family. Knows so that. you did want to be an artist. Yeah, you let just me rephrase did, that. You didn't want to be. Uh... I didn't want to be on stage. I didn't want to be a part of the machine. Okay. I didn't want to be a part of this business where now. I'm required to do certain things that I might not want to do. Okay. But I didn't know that, bro. I was, what, 22, 21 when I saw? 22, I think. And I was like, yeah, I did want to express myself. Don't ever, yeah, I, I'm always going to do that. I just didn't want people to tell me what to do and tell me how to express myself. I didn't want to lose control. I remember my ex-manager, before we agreed to be working together, he got give me a free fears. This is before we signed anything. He's free fears about the industry and, and free... Um, I guess pros I don't know and I was like one losing my girlfriend because she was my only support system back then and every, and weird thing one of I was hanging around Drake's team early on in the UK and they said yeah why don't you join this this industry she's gone bro I was like what they're like yeah you're not gonna have her when you join this industry it's impossible I was like don't say that they're like well, next time we see you we'll ask you again if you have your girlfriend and so my first fear was losing my girlfriend two was losing control of what I create and three what was the third one what was the third one I think I just did two. I think I'm just losing my partner and losing my creative control. And I lost both of that. <laughs> how how soon did you lose the partner? Was Very this soon. was this Aurelia? Almost, I mean, yeah. Her, her name's not Aurelia, but that's fine. Okay. Um within a month. What was the turning point? Me going to Coachella. Cause when I, it's weird, but when I wrote a song for Miramax's album that I was on, my ex manager was like, "Oh, do you want to come perform that song at Coachella?" And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was in an urban outfit. So I was like, "Oh shit, um, okay." And then we had a talk, and then she wasn't that supportive of me, unfortunately. And um, she was just like, "Basically, I don't think we can do it like anymore." And it was weird. We, basically, I was just getting pulled away so much you wouldn't get me like I'm just always on emails I have to go to this I have to go to that you're just not going to see me anymore man and I was like shit it's happening and it's not because any of us are doing anything bad it's just that life is literally pulling me away from like I cannot be here you know so yeah uh yeah I did want to be an artist I just didn't want to be a part of the corporate thing and I didn't really understand it coming out of school I didn't go to uni because I already knew that I didn't want to be in financial debt I didn't want to be in the financial trap which i knew it was back then and everyone's clocking now that uni is a scam mm. not for everyone but people are clocking that you do not need to go to university to be somebody in life but my parents are nigerian immigrants and they thought that university is the only way you're going to be someone so that's a good for the turmoil of my big brother and sister went to uni i didn't go so when i said i'm not going they were like what are you gonna do like what are you gonna like you can't be on it because i came from gang history and where i'm from and um so not being uni for three years and then suddenly get an opportunity to change your life 
with this amount of money of over songs you made in your room and you could possibly make more i was like might just do this fam and yeah of course it's almost impossible to turn down you know it's like well i'm not gonna do it like you know but the big worry was well look at all the people you look up to bro and they all say don't do it the signs are all saying don't do this yeah. I mean, if only life worked that way, you know, if only we could learn from other people's mistakes and not have this nagging voice in the back of your head. Just do it. That's like, well, you, but you have to find out for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you have to, you find have out. to know if you could believe. have made it work. That's the thing. It's like, what if you can change it? What yeah. if you can change it? And it's like, you can and I can and I have. But in a way where I was like, I've had to go through a lot of because no, one, I didn't publicly express anything like really. I just did my job. You know, and uh, what I've learned now is priceless, bro. Um, you got to a point though where it was overwhelming for yeah. you, like you said, with the car crash and yeah, you felt suicidal. Oh, what What was uh, your limit? What What pushed you over the edge? Uh, I don't even want to name names. Um, you don't have to name a name. Basically, um, obviously, I was getting um, advised to follow a certain sound, even though I didn't really believe in it. Um, so I made a whole album, right, last year of tracks that I wasn't really a fan of. Then I also made a side project of stuff that I loved, right? And then um, a person on my label from US came to the UK to like go through the songs with me. And he was like, um, he was like, all right, he's like, play me some of the songs from this project you made, right? Not my personal one, just the one that I've been yeah. told to make. He's like, they're cool, but they're not, they're not, they're not the Tom that we signed. It's not, that's not going to sound like you. He's like, what do you like? And I was like, I like these songs actually, and I played them. He's like, "Oh my gosh, why haven't I heard these songs before?" I was like, "Well, I've sent them. Um, did they not get to you or something?" He's like, "I haven't heard it before," and he we were in a room. It was my manager and, and my A and R from the US, and he's like, "My manager, he's like, we like Tom when he makes music that he likes to make. We don't want to hear this. We don't want to hear him following this whatever's popping. He's like, we want to hear what Tom likes, and this is what he likes. We will believe in that too." I was like, "Oh my God, wait, what? You like this stuff, but I've been told to." I spent this whole year making stuff that I didn't believe in and you didn't even hear what I actually was making and now you're telling me that you want to actually hear that but I spent all year doing this other thing. Mm -hmm. I said, it was mad. My manager left and then my A&R stayed with me and he's like, he's like, God forbid you make an album that you don't like and you're going to have, and you get a hit. You're going to have to perform that song for the next how many years and you're going to hate yourself. He's like, fuck the world. Fuck this. Da, 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 da. Just do what you like and we will push that because we can only push what you give us. They're not bad. Labels are not bad, bro. They, they gave me some sick advice, but it's like, they don't tell you the wrong thing. They just advise you certain things. And because I'm on my own, I haven't got a big team in my own studio. I'm just thinking, oh, I should do that then. But they were telling me, no, do what you like and we'll push that because we can only push what you give us. So the next thing you send us, make sure it's what you believe in because you can't keep stopping. And, you know, and then that night he left and I remember, oh, oh bro, I got him. Oh, oh, Wait, wait, wait. How are we? How are we getting to uh, the limit here when you've just had the news that you've been waiting to hear? What do you, what do you mean? So, I was like confused. My bad. What? You. What do you mean the limit? Like what pushed me over the edge? Yeah. What pushed you over the edge into? Because I was. I made. I spent my whole year making something. Going okay. Through it. So you felt like you wasted your time. My whole year, and when I, when I knew that there were songs that I really wanted to make and put out, okay. that wasn't, I wasn't not being allowed to power, but I was being told, no, don't do that. Mm. Do this. And then my A&R tells me, no, we like what you were doing. I'm like, but I spent the whole year doing this. I was like, is it is it too late? And he's like, it's, we haven't even started. It's not too late. Just make sure, you know, just do that. Don't do this. And I was like, bruv. And I just felt like, I was, I was like, I can't believe I've been 
why why did I stop listening to myself? No one told me don't do that. They just gave me certain things, but certain words of advice that was enough to make me not follow what I wanted to do. And I don't have no one to talk to, bro. So I just went in on myself. I said, fuck this everything, bro. This is shit, man. Got smashed and I got in my car and just went whipping around my area, bro. Mental. They pushed me over the edge. Those small things was taking me there. But having that final meeting and just being told, nah, man, this is dead. Your original stuff is better than this, bro. I'm like, <sighs> And you were angry at yourself. Oh, my God. Who else am I going to be angry at? Other than a few people on my team. You know, because it wasn't it wasn't exactly my fault. I was being told to do one thing, and I thought that's what I was supposed to do. But really and truly, no. Nah. So that night was just I was angry at myself for not listening to my to what I because I know you know when you it's, when you make something as an artist you know if you like it or not. You, you might not always know, but you know when you like something. Yeah, you know, you know, and you know when something. You know when you would show someone even when you're not sure. Them ones, you know, like like I've made songs where I know demo phase. I don't care. This is hard. You can't change my mind. Mm. It's like Kanye shit. I know this is hard. You can tell me it's shit. I won't hear it. Mm. If I don't believe in something, you tell me it's shit. I'm like, yeah, I already knew it was shit. So actually, yeah, it's dead, in it? But yeah, that pushed me over over the over the years. But there was way more before that. But that was the night when I was like, all right, this is it, bro. I'm done with just these people, bro. I'm done because you lot don't even know what you want. You don't need, the powers that be don't even know what they want, bro. It's only the people that create that will change shit. Mm. You know, and I just thought, Tom, you knew what you needed to do, bro. You knew like this. You knew you're sick. You, you just followed something else, and now they're telling you, nah. So yeah. And there was also, I'm guessing, a voice inside that was like, you need to now get help and speak to someone about what you're feeling. Not yet. It okay. came, but not yet. Um, at that point, I was still just going in on myself and just blaming myself. I'm very self-abusive. Like I just, bro, I will tell. I'm a perfectionist. I will tell. I do a hundred takes per verse, mm. bro. I will tear myself down. It's not good. Um, as I was going to studio again every day, just don't know what I'm doing. Just sitting in there doing nothing. One day I was sitting in my studio, and my boy Rowan, his name's Locks, um, the producer. He walked in. He's like, "Yo, man," and he's like, "What's up?" I was like, "He's like, how you doing?" And I was like, "Bro, I don't even know." I just started crying. I just started crying, bro. I was like, "I don't even know where I am, bro. I don't know what I'm doing anymore, man. What am I doing in the studio?" He's like, "Mate, I've been told to go therapy." The first day I met Neo, she told me you need to go to therapy, bro. Because think about these songs I make are personal songs. They're not come from nowhere, bro. And I only put it out on record. So Neo told me when she first met me, you should go to therapy because a lot of black men don't go to therapy. It's not a big thing in the black community. They listen to them. Obviously, after all the BS about being told I'm making the wrong thing, I'm crying one day in my studio and my boy tells me, yeah, there's this woman. Her name's Katie. She does therapy slash cancelling for people in, in, in music and in entertainment. Here's, here's a card. Just call her, bro. I said, you know what? Fuck it. Everyone well, keeps telling me. What so, have you got to lose at this about, point? What about, you know? So I call her up. She's like, hey, Tom. And she's like, so what's up? I was like, I just don't know. I'm in the industry, you know. I feel like I'm kind of lonely in this shit. I don't really know what I'm doing. Unhappy at some time. She's like, all right, cool. Well, let's have a first session and we'll just talk about things and then we'll see if, if this is the right thing for you. So yeah. And then I went, bruv, four weeks later, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my god I started guessing about therapy to everyone on Twitter <laughs> I was like fam you need I was talking to all my friends about their feelings when I came out of therapy because I had no one to talk to mm. I thought I had no one to talk to so once I went to therapy I don't even care if you're sitting there this is my time I'm just talking and I didn't actually want to go to therapy because I thought it was expensive it was £60 a session mm. I got money though what, what, what else am I going to do with my money fam 
So I said my barber, I'm like, I'm like my barber, I'm like, he's my mentor. I'm like, shout out Slider Cuts. I was like, it's not expensive though. He goes, yeah, but bro, you'll go out and spend fifty pound, hundred pound on drinks. He goes, better you invest in your mental That's health than for you to be going out. Mm-hmm. He's like, God forbid you get another breakdown and you do something bad to yourself. Just go, bro. So I went, and it was I just started clocking things that I was doing. I was like, oh, this is good. Just having just having someone in the room and me just writing about what I'm going through will just change things. It just changed it. Me saying out loud, why do I go for people that I know are gonna hurt me? I'll be like, hold on, my dickhead. You just said that out loud. What the fuck are you doing? The woman's just there looking at me talking. Yeah. Bruv. Stepping in whenever she needs to challenge you here yeah, or there. Yeah, that's it. But it's just someone to from she said that we did counselling, not therapy. I was like, alright, whatever. You know? Hmm. But just talking out loud changed everything. And then that was like last year. So what do you think the difference is then between talking out loud with a therapist mm-hmm. and putting it into a song? Bruv. Because it's almost the same thing, right? It, yeah, it, it, it is. But what's what's the difference? Do you oh, think? in songs, I'm mainly talking about relationships. Yeah. In therapy, I'm talking about my dad. Okay. I'm talking about family and things I didn't even know was in my head. I didn't even know I was doing certain shit before Katie told me, my therapist told me, you do these things on purpose so you can write songs. I was like, don't say that. <laughs> there were bad times my therapist clocked things about me and she said something and I didn't like it because it's true. You know when someone's like, I know you're just that because you you do this because you know that that will influence your songs. Yeah. So you go for women that are going to hurt you. And I'm like, no, I don't. Square up. But yeah, like, fuck, like, don't say that, bro. Like, don't, don't be you revealing don't. my deeper secrets like that, bro. I'll write a song about you. <laughs> and um, at one point I got vexed. I, was, I think I started crying. I was like, this is true. You are doing these things. But no, I didn't know, you know? And all it is is talking about how you feel. Mm. That's all it is. So after I came out, you know, I stopped going slowly and slowly. And I started talking to all my friends that had issues. I was like, bro, if we talk about how we feel, you ain't got to go therapy. This is therapy. You ain't got to go pay money mm. to someone because we can talk about it and we can get through. Keep it in the family. That, friends, you know, people around. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the difference was music was only relationships. Sometimes about how I feel, but most, as like personally, but mostly therapy was about outside relationship stuff family and so it was like a like a deeper truth deeper truth deeper truths has those experiences made you want to bring those deeper truths into the music yeah so it made you feel responsible to be more honest in your music i won't talk about my dad in music though but (laughs) not yet (laughs) yet, but i started definitely i started being way more honest i got a song called quick on my new ep and yeah, that's my favorite song in that ep bruv we'll get into that man we'll get into that they they didn't want to release that song i'll tell you that (laughs) Like, this is not gonna do well on radio. This is not gonna. This is not for the US. I was like, "Fuck the fucking US." This song is lit. I'm saying I'm a Nigerian youth. I want to ride my SKS. I want to ride in a Tesla X. I'm talking about things I want in life and my aspirations as a young Londoner, bro. That song is so real to me. I had to. I said we have to put that on the EP. You're not letting. I'm not letting out. I can sing about love all day, bro. But this song is the most real thing I've ever said in music. Mm. All my boys know. Self portrait. That is Tom. Like, that is the tone we know. Man's chatting, like, I'm spitting now. I'm not singing to you about love. And that's because of therapy. I came out, I was like, you know what, yeah? I'll be pissed if I miss my shot at this fucking life that I live. I'll be pissed if I miss my stop because, no, I'm not going to lose, you know? Like, I just, ah, oh, bro, they'd be sick. Therapy was dope. I might go back. Where, where do you find yourself now on the back end of all of that? Like, what position do you find yourself in now? I feel powerful, bro. I feel very powerful. I know we were sat at the desk earlier and you were like, ah, oh. I'm ready to talk. I've never felt this free in my life. Oh, oh, bro, I feel so happy because I'm not in the machine anymore. And I'm financially okay, which is great. 
So I've Nigerian. I've kind of finessed this system as a Nigerian. Four one nine boys. Four one nine. Successfully four one nine. Yo, he boys in them. No, I'm joking. Um, I feel so free because no one done me wrong. Don't get me like certain artists get done dirty. Mm. I sound a very good deal in terms of my creative control. No one done me dirty, but the things I learned whilst being in the machine, I was like, oh, you lot don't even know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. Because you lot want to go follow the artists that are indie and doing shit, but little do you know, fam. Bruh, I just feel right now, how do I feel on the back end of all of this? I'm grateful. I'm fucking blessed. I thank God that I've, I gave it a chance. And I've got so much stuff that I know I can make and I've got coming and the connections I've made with people that I'm a very, I'm a genuinely nice guy, bro. I want to do, I want to do music in life. Like I want to create and I've clocked, you can make money from music. You can make money from, I've just realized you don't need certain things, you know, especially 2019, you know, we're in this lovely studio. I made my biggest songs out of my bedroom, bro. There's certain things that you don't need, but we're sold certain dreams. And until we go through certain things, it's like yin yang, we won't know what's gonna have an end, but bruv. Uh, it's freeing. Right now I'm freeing. I feel so free. I feel blessed and I feel bruv, I'm actually happy. This is it's weird, but it's a scared happy. And I don't ever I always said I don't want to be happy. I wanna be okay. I want to be mentally balanced. I wanna be mentally okay. Calm. I don't wanna be sad, I wanna be happy, I just wanna be mm. I'm alright. But right now I'm on the upper side of alright. Well, why does it scare you? It's scary because it's like the amount of possibilities that like you can always fall back again. You can always go back to a bad part, which I want, but like being free is, is, you know, it's not, it's not when you're, when you have freedom, you can, you have two sides of the coin. You can always go left. You can go right. I'm just going to, I'm going to pray and stay focused and hope that I go the right way this time with mm. what I do from here on. I mean, there's no right or wrong way. You, you, you've experienced one way to go and mm -hmm. even though it took you to a dark place, you're mm -hmm. so much stronger now never because thought it of would. it. Huh? Oh, I never thought, I never thought music would push me into suicide, bro. You know how mental that is? My mom did not think, she don't know as a Nigerian, she don't know what I'm going through. Like, they don't know. Everyone went to union family and I'm the one in a studio making music about my life. Little dude, they know, like, he's going through it. I didn't think music would take me because music is my fucking love, bro. I ain't got... How am I sad for music? What's going on, mate? You make music because you like how it makes you feel. This is not your place to, you know. I'm not spreading darkness out here. I'm spreading my truth. And they took me to a dark place and now that I'm out, I was like, raw. It's like, just like, um, you know, that's a raven. Yeah. She's, <laughs> yeah. Like, she's like, she's like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that shit, yeah. bro. Nah, I'm good. I'm good, bro. Yeah. Love's a dangerous game, man. Mm -hmm. it's most powerful. Love is a dangerous game. It's the most powerful force in the world. It was, have it's love, as destructive as it is creative. Yeah, man. Yeah. And if there's any part of you that's chasing for the wrong reasons, it will expose that oh, to yeah. you. Yeah. And you have to look at yourself like you discovered. But on the other side of that is truth, is yeah. purity, is beauty, man. It's, it's incredible to see you now out of your deal. Mm. Is it the first day after finding out that you're out? I, yeah, I don't. I haven't told anybody. Yeah, I'm. I'm out of the system. I'm. I'm, I'm free from the corporations and. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy feeling, bro, but I can't believe how much I'm smiling right now. I woke up this morning, I was like, why am I going to the studio today? I'm not going in. Didn't fancy it. No. Oh. And you said you wanted to get a job. Now, no, when I was in my deal. Oh, okay. Here's, here's the thing, right? When I was in my deal, again, with all the money in the world, I was like, 
because I can wake up and do whatever the fuck I want, that was dangerous for the first like, I did. I never had that before. I come from working retail for five years straight, mm. full time. Not being able to not go into the studio and do nothing was dangerous to me because I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Go meet a friend, go have a drink, go out, go party, move out, get a flat. You know, I moved out for a bit, became reckless. Um, I thought, I've got too much time on my hands and I don't make music every day. I'm not always, I don't always want to make a song every day. That's not how my art works. I have to live my life and when I'm ready to express something, I will. Um, but because I had so much time, uh, it, was, it was dangerous and... Fuck, I forgot the... Oh, yeah, it was dangerous. So because I was like, you know what? I have no respect for time anymore. I don't sleep. I'll sleep when I want, wake up when I want, get up at 3 p.m., sleep at 7 a.m. because I can. I was like, you know what? I might want to go back and get a job. Even though I've got all the money I, I would ever need, if I just go get a... I think going back to get a job, maybe like a part-time will help me respect time more and help me understand that this is not forever. You know, you need to understand that you do have to work and you do have to respect time and have to live a certain, you know, you have to have a schedule. I had no schedule. A routine. Routine. I had mm, no routine. Some kind of structure So in I thought, life. if I just go get a little job, that would help me respect it more, you know? I don't know if that sounds selfish. No. I wanted to volunteer, but um, what was, I think you had to commit to three days a week. I was like, I've got to still work a studio. I can't do that. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to go get a job, even though I had, I didn't need the money. I just wanted to go and understand I need to get into a routine again and maybe get a job would help me. That was when I was in my deal, yeah. So is, is that something you still want to do now? That you have financial freedom. Yeah, still. You, you have actual freedom in, in a sense of work. Like yeah. you can work whenever you want. I do it, yeah. But are you still like, okay, structure is a very important thing for me to implement into my life. Yeah, I think it, it matters and all, it's, it's a very important thing in, in the worst place of life, yeah. And yeah, I might, I might do it. I might fucking go do it. Let's talk about your craft a little bit. We were talking earlier about you wanting to play keys. Yeah, man. There's a part of you that's like, my art doesn't work like that. I don't just want to show up in a studio, sit around and do nothing if I'm not inspired. Yeah. But there's also a craft element to it of where there's always something you can be learning. Yeah. You might not be making a song. You might not be expressing yourself, but you could be running your scales, learning your chords, yeah. figuring out the difference between a major and a minor chord yeah, and man. all of that stuff. Yeah. Like, So there is a craft element to the work. That, that doesn't necessarily that. have to be a nine to five go exactly. volunteer. You can be like, I'm going to be strict in my routine of learning and mastering my craft yeah. and let the inspiration strike whenever it and wants. It, it probably will come. That's how most of my songs came early on. I was yeah. just trying to actually learn how to make certain synths and play certain chords. And little did I know, playing over Neo's Adore You brought, Are brought Aurelia out because I was trying to just copy the chords of Adore You in the middle eight. I was like, oh, these chords are quite cool. And then so I was like, oh, I can make this progression from this chord. Then I started singing over it. So yes, the craft thing is something I never paid attention to. Mm. As a producer first, I always knew recently, if I would have known my key, or if I know keys, I can make way more interesting chord progressions and make way more interesting songs. The chord progressions on Aurelia, I didn't know what I was doing. I found out they're all inverted chords. Okay. I clicked them in. I was yeah. playing it, but I can't record because I can't play keys like perfect. So I would fuck around on the keyboard, the MIDI keyboard, then I would quantize and click in the keys. But there's like an invert. I'm doing mad inverted chords. I searched after music there. I was like, oh, if I knew how to play that, you could. I could have took it to another level. So now I'm actually gonna start learning keys, like we're doing just now. Hmm. I was like, we're playing a James Blake song just now, timeless. And there's a chord progression that is so amazing. I was trying to ask Kane. I was like, oh, what is that? Like, is that like a minor going into that? It's so exciting because I want to do that. Yeah, learning your vocabulary and not just relying on mm. instinct to get you through. Just having the uh, it's a good skill, bro. The language at your disposal. I love that because it helps in every bit. I'll be in rehearsals and my band are going, all right, guys, we're gonna do this A into that, and I'm like. 
Yeah, right, just, just let me know when you're at. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll, fo- I'll follow. Yeah, yeah. Just let me know when the verse come back in, and I'll jump back in with you. Look, but if I know what they're saying, you know, I know basics uh, chords, and I, I played along to um, the band Jungle, my favorite band in the world. I played along to all their songs when I worked in retail. I bought a guitar for hundred pounds, and I started playing along to all their little riffs they do on their songs. That's how I learned how to do scales. Mm. So if I can do that, let me just play along to other songs, on, you know. But YouTube tutorials are quite boring sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the craft element. The craft is boring. Yeah, but you put the. This is something I spoke about in the last episode. I did actually was that you put the hours in to learn the tools and learn the language, and then when that moment strikes, that holy moment of yeah. where you are like something's coming. Yeah, you don't ever have to dip out and be like, all right, let me just put the inspiration to the side and figure out how to fuck to do a C no, major yeah, seven you're chord. Yeah. You're just in, yeah. and the more you know, the longer you can stay in, stay in it. and the longer you, you can explore i yeah. guess and it, it's good for the creative workflow like when i was of course been making beats since i was 12 years old so i know it most every almost every program from fruity loops i had then i went to logic then i went to ableton if i go to any studio and they've got a different program it's calm i'll make a beat on that as well you know i know how to use plugins and stuff but i don't know my keys but again like what you just said because i've i've done way more than ten thousand hours in production mm. easy so when it comes to me getting inspired by a song i can just quickly recording the chords and record i engineer myself i've learned that over the years you know i know about mics i know about i could yeah i've got a lot of skills that i've learned over the few years of in, in the industry but yeah um, there's always more to learn and i want to learn keys this yeah. is the first time i've had uh someone who produces their own material oh yeah on the podcast not not um previously but this time around this season so I actually want to get a bit techie about it. It's dope, bro. I love to. I'm I want to. I'm a nerd. Talk me through the process. Hmm. If you're like, ah, uh, talk me through inspiration. Actually, how does that strike for you? What, what, how, how does that strike? Very random. The most obvious one to me, which isn't random, is dealing with relationships or people that I'm seeing. Um, it, first off, was whenever I feel bad about something, I'd go and express it on a record. I literally talk about exactly how I feel and what you've done to me. Um, so there's that side, like relationship-wise. Um, other ways, inspiration, or hearing other songs, like the chord progression and timeless, James Blake, I'll hear that and I'm like, I want to see if I can do that. And then I'll try and copy that and then I'll end up making my own version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, example, uh, i got a song called Glow. Inspiration was so random with that. I was going through my Instagram, just going through people's stories. And one of my boys, Josh, he posted a, just a picture. And it was some anime, some cartoon. And it was these robots. And one was on the floor. And then in subtitles, it said, it's too late for him. He's lost his heart. I was like, that looks mad. I didn't even ask him what program it was. I opened fucking Ableton. I made a baseline. I just said, um, the first line, I was like, um, you lost your heart, you can't wake up too late to fudge your mind. I was like, but that came from me seeing someone just post a story and seeing a line that was like so hard hitting. I was like, it's too late for him, he's lost his heart. I was like, I'm going to make this about a girl that hurt me. <laughs> and, I, and I literally... It's easy. <laughs> yeah, easy. So I'm going to tie that. I'm going to tie that line of it's too late for him. We, um, uh, uh, you lost your heart, you can't wake up too late to fudge your mind. She said, your mind, you can't break free. We made a deal, you belong to me. I said, oh, poetry, bro. I was like, and it happened from seeing a picture on Instagram. Um, movies, oh my God. If I go see a movie and it is lit. And you don't walk out halfway through. Yeah, because I walk out a lot of movies, <laughs> proudly. I'm not wasting my money, mate, all my time. You've already wasted your money. It's the time uh, yeah, you're not getting Yeah, but back. I feel like I'll waste it even more if I stay there. 
I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm not going to sit there while the movie's... I'm bored and my mind's going, I'm going to drink some water. Um, yeah, so mostly relationships. Um, what does the feeling of inspiration feel like? Not the not the intellect, like the practical side of it. When do you know you're like, i got to go? Bless, it's a blessing. It's, it's like a God-given, bro. I always say, I don't know how songs come. They just come, bro. And I don't even know how... They, I swear to God, it's a God-given thing. My mum, I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to explain it. It's like... How did you write them lines? I used to spit so I can rhyme words. And I love English. I studied English in college, even though my college flopped me. Um, I love writing stories. I used to write stories when I was in year two for one mentor suite. You had to write a full page a full page of a story, beginning, middle and end, just to get one free suite. I, I'm not playing with nobody. I'm fuck golden time. I'm writing my story. I want to get my suite. So I love writing. Um, it feels like it, you have a, a, a timer. David, I got home, no one, no, no, no one talked to me. I've got an idea in my head. I have to get my laptop, I've got to quickly get my MIDI keyboard out and play these keys out or else I'm going to forget the idea. But when I get to the computer and I do it, if it's not in that first five minutes, it's not going to come, bro. I lose it, I lost the idea. So the feeling is, great, you got an idea. Go, go, go and get that down now. I have a voice memo or something. Go get the night idea now, it's just going to go and you're not going to get it here again. I think one of my favourite stories I've, that I've heard about inspiration is might have been Bruce Springsteen. Um, he was driving in his car and he's on some highway in America and a song comes to him and it's the exact same feeling of, of bang, strikes and oh, the yeah. timer's going. Yeah, timer, you TikTok me. And he looks in the mirror. This was probably before iPhones. He said he looks in the mirror, looks, stares himself in the eye and goes, I'm on the fucking highway. What do you want from me? Oh, yeah. What yeah, am yeah. I supposed to do yeah, with an yeah. idea right now? He said, wait. Looked himself in the eye and went, wait. Wait till I can actually capture this mm. and then come back and we'll have a conversation yeah. and he carried on driving and he said lo and behold i got home got to my guitar and it came, and it came back lucky so it's that level of mastery yeah. is like for me anyway is the aim of where i'm able to be like no you barking dog yeah. the barking dog of inspiration yeah. heal back in the kennel Chill, i'll call you when i'm ready yeah. now that for me is like mastery i'm starting to get that really yeah because i realized my best ideas come before i get in the shower Okay. Weird, bro. If I turn on the shower in my house and I go to my room and get naked or whatever, I promise you, if Ableton's open, I'll let that shower run for an hour. Sorry to waste water. <laughs> but, bro, it's something about having the shower on or before I go out somewhere. If my computer's open and I've got to go out or I've got to go shower, because my mind is not focusing on this tune, I'm open to inspiration. It's weird. My mind is open more to new ideas. So if I hear a song on my speaker before I get in the shower... I'm probably going to hear an inspiration from that song and open Ableton and make an idea half naked. It's weird, bro. It's weird. No, I get I, it. I've realized that. Mine's before sleep. And that there's that's like more... Really? There's a scientific thing, you know, like the more tired you are, the less your brain is yep. gripped onto the mo like reality or whatever. And then the ideas start to come. I was in bed the other day. It was like two o'clock in the morning. And then just in my head popped up. It was like, uh, what good is the truth if it's unrelenting? And um, what good is the truth if it's unrelenting? And what use is sin if there's no repentance? And I was like, am I really going to get out of bed yeah, and start <laughs> writing down fucking songs? Yeah. Because like, just because your brain's, yeah. my brain's telling me. And sure enough, I was like, I did the, the did Bruce. No, I did the Bruce Springsteen stuff. I was like, oh. if I remember it in the yeah. morning, then it's good enough to stay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. I always think the hardest, if, if it's actually a good idea, you won't forget it. Yeah. Your brain keeps the hardest lyrics. Well, that's what I say anyway. Like, I know if I've got some idea in my head tonight, if it's lit, tomorrow morning it'll be here fam, trust me like, but if it's not that lit, if it's not, if you don't remember it, holy shit. But I say that, 
and then I've lost ones that I wish that I'd have just got up and recorded. The ones that maybe weren't so firm in my mind, I'm still like, I wish, I wish, I wish you hadn't. You I have like, I wish I hadn't let you go. Go, yeah, because yeah. it feels. You know what it feels like? It feels ungrateful. Yeah, it's like you should have. Like, who am I to judge? Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. where that idea would have led me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who am I to be like? Oh, that has, hasn't like really hit me, and and let it go. You know, it's like, I feel could have led me somewhere. Do you ever feel like you have the moments where you let an idea go, hmm. and then you might go out next week and you hear a song in a bar, or you hear something in a cafe, and you're like. I swear I wrote that song. It's weird. Sometimes. Obviously, you didn't fucking write it, but I'm like, why does that sound like something that I would do? That <laughs> sounds like an idea that I would have done, or maybe I did it in my head in another lifetime, but maybe you should start fucking listening to your mind more, and maybe that song would have been yours. Well, I, do I get f- that sometimes. I do it's feel weird. that way about ideas, that once you've had it, everyone else has had it. It passes. I believe stuff passes on me, because some artists sing songs, and you're like, that is something that I would have made. I swear to God, that's my core progression. That's that's my song. Mm. I Shazam bear songs when I go out. I'm like, that's mine. And I feel like I may have had that and you didn't accept it. So it passed on to the next creative mm. next to you. And they took that idea. What if life is like that? And inspiration passes on to different people. I believe it. Be- if you don't take it, it will go to somebody else. And then you'll see that person perform us and you'll be like, oh yeah, I wish I wrote that. Or I do believe I- that. There's so many times where something gets invented and then around the same time, so many things that are similar or the same yeah. start coming out. Coming out yeah. And it's like, that's just part of the collective unconscious. Yeah. Like we're all kind of operating on the same frequency and that idea that, does get offered up. And it's obviously where the idea of the muses come from. Like the, the inspiration and the ideas come from the non-physical world and they mm-hmm. spit it out into the physical world mm-hmm. into like... Mozart would say, "Fucking, they just pass through me, and I have to make it." Yeah, yeah, know? that's how I feel like. Right? And if it, and if you don't do it, someone Somebody else, else someone else will. And part of me sometimes feels like when I listen to your music, and I know this is some people after the sh- radar show that I did mm-hmm. were like, "Oh, so this is where all Jaipal's ideas are going when bro. he's not putting music yeah, out." Yeah, I remember that, <laughs> bro. How can there be a blog about me on, um, on Kanye Taylor and KTT? I used to be a part of that shit. Then there was a fucking. There's so many about me. I think it's even Reddit. Someone's like, he's Jay Paul's go. Oh, someone said I heard they brought in Tom Trip to um to finish off Jay Paul's songs. Am I a prick, bro? Like, <laughs> I might like people were saying um he's the ghostwriter for Jay Paul. Jay Paul. When I first came out, Jay Paul. I know him. That's my boy. It was crazy. When I first came out, people. I had meetings of A and R's and they're saying, oh yeah, people are saying that Tom Trip's a project. It's a project that a bunch of people are working on. And um, it's. I said. I made it in my room, bro. Stop being silly. It's me by myself. It's me in my fucking room. Everyone's like, yeah, so who's behind Tom Tripp? Shut up, my G, bro. I made a song. Stop. With some healthy inspiration yeah, from Jay Oh, J-Pol, massively, of bro. Are you mad, like? Are you mad? Of course. But like, as I was going on, people were like, yeah, it's a planet's a project and he's the ghost right foot. Uh, bro, I hadn't even met the guy at that point. I feel like at that at that point, everything that came out that sounded a little bit right, like it was influenced by it was mm-hmm. like I remember Ben Khan. Mm-hmm. He came out and everyone's like, "Oh, this is Jay Paul." Yeah, it's but like, he, yeah, he denied it. But it was a, it was A K Paul. A K Paul was Jay Paul's brother. Yeah, but he was producing the Ben Khan project. I think no, he wasn't. Was he not? No, nothing to do. Oh, okay. With so they not just that took... I know of. that's definitely not. They don't. Okay. Yeah, I'll um, I'm, I'm met, I was a fan of everything that, like, you know, Neo, Mara, Jay, Ben Khan, even Ben. Yeah, sick music, bruv. Sick. And I remember I met him in a station. I met him at Let's Just Go Station one day. I'm a fan. I don't think I'm a fan of his music. I walk up to anyone. I was like, oh, bro, are you, you Ben Khan? And he's like, no. And he sped off. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing that for, bro? Like, 
Okay, though. To be know. honest, in the, in the middle of Leicester Square Station, like... You don't want to be stopped in... You don't, I mean, bruv, and I kept seeing him, and I always know my head at him when I see him. Like, Ben Klein, for listening, bro, I, I beg you, like, come back and make some music, because you're lit, bro. I don't... I'm, you're lit, man. So how does you... When you're going to LA, and you're doing these sessions, Muramasa, Neo, mm. AK Paul, like, any of these people, how does the thread of inspiration manifest itself in those sessions where it's like this is there's pressure involved now this mm. isn't just play and joy mm. this is we're in a room and someone's paid for it or oh, we're yeah. paying for it yeah. how do you is it as easy to call inspiration then here's the thing i've come from making music on my own since i was young when i started recording i was recording on my own i never knew how to work with anybody else because that's not how i started making music i'd love to but I in we and we I tried so many sessions. I tried it, doesn't work because every song that I've made comes from me first. It's all about my life. I can't go to the session. Trust me, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. Can't go to the session and we start from scratch and make a song. It's never happened. So how did the Muramasa song come about? Before I joined my management, um, I used to always email beats to Neo for Neo, but I never got a response. And then obviously, Aparilia, he got in contact. He replies, he's like, "Yo, heard the song." We know you're a fan, whatever. I would love to you to come and meet the family. I met everyone. And I was in retail and he was like, um, Mary's about to finish his album. He's got three or four songs left, just beats. Mm. Um, if you've got any ideas, record something. So he sent me four beats. Oh, okay. Before I go to my job, one morning, I play one of the beats and I start singing, Gina, I know that I felt fine, but I need a helpline to kill this fever. And then I recorded it in my bedroom. My, my ex-manager sent it to Mira and he goes, yeah, Mira loves it. It's on the album. I was like... <laughs> Done. <laughs> I was like, is it that easy? I was like, I'm going to work, bro. I'm going to read... What? That's it. I'm on it. And then Coachella. It wasn't in the same room. Send me anything. I'll do it in my bedroom, bro. That's what I'm saying. You don't need studios. Bro, everything... So sessions for me never work because everything I sing about is about what I'm going through. And not saying that can't happen in session. It's just that I've never done it. So I struggle very hard in sessions. So I've never had a session... With people and you know every song you've heard comes from me and then other people come in and contribute to it okay. after i've started it but nothing starts from scratch that's not, i'm not on my own because i don't sing in front of anybody other than myself so you're running a shower hey inspiration yeah. has just struck you're running butt naked through the house yeah. you've just programmed some chords in mm. how do you start shaping the song after that hmm it doesn't always start with chords but if it does i'll always get the chorus first I always listen to some, some type of um, melody, and I will just jibber the melody over the core, over the chords I have. I I gibberish everything first, um, like low. I'll just be like, you know, don't you can't wake up, da 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 da. And as words come, it might not be that day, but I will change the words and record it in. But after chords, it's the melody top line. They call it in music, the top line, and I will record that in. And then verses always come last. I never know what I'm going to talk about. I just know. What I'm gonna say on the chorus, but then to build the body of that song will, might not come that day. But it's always chords and the chorus. Then I'll add drums later and stuff. Weird. Yeah. What's your favorite part of the process? Oh, my favorite part of the process is definitely uh, getting the chorus. Because once the chorus is done, the song's done for me. I don't care about verses. It, once I have the chorus down and I know that it bangs, I love it. The most strenuous part, that's a word, strenuous. Is that a word? Is, is recording vocals because I do 100 takes and I'm, I, call them, I, I record myself, I engineer myself, I mix it all myself so no one's there to stop me. 
when I've been in sessions with people and I'm doing takes, they're like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, you sure? I've done two takes. They're like, that's cool, bro. I'm like, if it was me at that computer, we're going to be here for another hour doing the same verse. So um, that's the worst part because I, I kill myself. Like, I, I, I abuse myself on the microphone. If I don't get a take right, it's not good. But it's the only way I get the best vocals. I have to be like, come on, man, come on, we can get this, we can get, we can get this. And I record a million times. That's interesting because inspiration feels like a, a countdown timer. Yeah. yeah. But also you're willing to sit and do a hundred takes yeah. of a vocal, which is... To get that idea perfect. I, the way I hear it in my head, if it's not on record, I have to get the vibrato I want to hear in my voice. It has to be perfect. Talk to me about your relationship with perfection. Do you even believe that that exists? I'm starting to let it go. Okay. Because Neo told me if you keep touching a song, you're going to lose the magic. And there's a lot of songs that I listen to back now on my first EP. I'm like, bro, you added way too many ad-libs, way too many drums at that part. And I'm clocking most of the songs that I love. A lot of, look how, I'm going to keep using the song James Blake Timeless as an example. A lot of songs that I love, oh, it's very minimal, but they've, they get the key parts down and that's what matters. For me, I always felt like I had to fill up every part of the song. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to let go of perfectionism in music because nothing's perfect. And even some of the most greatest songs are mixed, are not mixed great, you know? And yeah, if you keep trying to chase perfectionism, sometimes you miss the, you miss the goal of what you're trying to do. What are we trying to do here? I'm trying to make a song. Is the vibe there? Yeah, let's leave it then, bro. It's um, what Neo said reminds me of a of a quote from one of my favorite filmmakers, Alejandro Jodorowsky. When he talks about his filmmaking process, he says every edit takes away from the magic of the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is something I have to remind myself, even in my creative endeavors, of mm. like, don't touch it too much. Yeah, man. Set up the set up the right situation for the magic to come out. Get it all right mm -hmm. in the moment. Yeah. And do as little on the yeah. back end as possible. Yeah. And I find like a, even such a, a thing as like comping vocals versus a full take of vocals yeah. makes so much of a difference to feel yeah. and to authenticity. We know this. You know the first take you do is sometimes the best performance you'll do because you wasn't thinking about how am I going to sing this. Mm. If you have a beat, you've got a chord progression and you just let the mic run and you record you don't know what you're going to come out with. So let it run for three minutes and just do all these different, sing different melodies, you know, sing it different ways. And sometimes those takes that you first do are the best ones because you wasn't trying to get this take like this. And then when you try to replicate your first time you recorded something, it doesn't work because you're now thinking about how can I get this vocal take like the first time I did it. Mm. But your mental space is in a different place now, so you, it can't happen. Or what can I change around the situation that will force something new to come up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it used to be for me. It used to be. I used to have that as a. Sorry. I used to use that as a um, vice to to write to mm. sing better takes because I wouldn't be in my head when I used to like drink in a studio. I used to like if I just have some beers, I wouldn't give a fuck about what I'm singing, and that would make me not think about hitting certain notes, and it would work actually. Mm. But it's all mental. What are you letting go of then? I used to use alcohol to get better vocal takes because I wouldn't be so worried about what I was singing. But now, um, now it's more so just believing what you're singing. If I'm singing about a painful experience, I will try to like act it out when I'm recording a take. I'll try to act out literally. It's performance. I'll be, I'll be like, you leave me red and blue. Like a I'll be like, I'll be screaming in my studio. People can hear me doing takes in my studio. I'm really acting like I'm hurt, bruv. And I'll record it like I'm performing. Because you are performing. Yeah. You are. Sometimes, you know, do you ever feel like, 
I hear certain rappers and it sounds like you're reading off your phone. Yeah. Do you know like you get that feeling sometimes? I'm like, mm-hmm. it sounds like you're doing da 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 and it's I can hear you looking at your phone. It's weird. Whereas you hear certain Michael Jackson songs and he's like the way he does all these like little things. Yeah, you can hear and you, you can almost hear his foot. You, like yeah, he's you dancing. might even hear him click you might even hear him do like a Yeah. I know what that's like because I do that as well, but that's when I'm getting in my zone. That's when you keep that in the take because you were feeling it, so you actually clicked while you're recording. Leave that in there, fam. Don't take it out. You were bopping to the tune in your headphones as you recorded. Let people feel that. Whereas rather than me just having lyrics on paper, I'm oh dead, dead. Needs that energy. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about let's talk about your workflow then in terms of like let's get real techie. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about gear. Let's do that shit. I I've love never, gear. I've never spoke about bruv, gear on this know, podcast I love before. Gear, so you're running musical gear, musical gear, musical drugs. gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about none of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Talk me through your studio setup. Right. Your home studio set. Oh no, you have no, a no, studio. Yeah, you have a studio. Stoke Newington. Uh, my setup. Cool. People love this shit. I just love it hearing this stuff. Yeah, same. I all still. Right, so all I use to record is my um, Apollo Twin. Easy, Apollo Twin Duo by UAD. Um, uh, my microphone. I started. I first started with a Audio Technica two hundred three five, which is like a two hundred pound condenser mic. Hmm. Then I used to share my studio with a guy called George Moore, and he had an Audio Technica four hundred three three eight. It's like a mid range. Okay. Then I bought a. What do I go to after that? Now let's talk about now. Now I use the SM7B, which we're using right now, for most. Which is my, probably the, the best most mic. underrated, but also like well appreciated. It's really weird. Everyone uses them. Yeah. You'll see them on every podcast. Yeah. But you, they're so well known and so. I think everywhere, bro. Strong. I don't know how to explain it. You don't need nothing else, bro. They're it's so like, good. This mic is like three hundred and fifty pounds, three hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah three fifty. Three fifty. SM. Uh, the short SM7B is what I use most time. If mm. I'm trying to get like a sharp take for like a single. I use my UAE U87 or mm-hmm. yeah, U87 AI, which is like a grand and people you don't need that shit. I just bought because I thought let me get the the mic that everyone. But more time I use my SN7B straight into my uh, Apollo Twin. I have a UA6176 preamp, which is a compressor and preamp, which you think would be great, but I don't use it because I don't. I know how to mix vocals, so once I record from my Apollo Twin, I just uh, use the CLA 2A. Okay. Plug in waves or yeah, of course. Were... Okay. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh no, yeah, I use the wave CLA two way. Yeah, the paid waves. for it. <laughs> <laughs> no one's paid yeah, for. No waves. one's paid for waves. I don't know anyone who's paid for waves. I I bought Ableton when I went to jail. When I got, I bought everything. I bought you know my preamp comes with like you know certain things, but I bought Fabfield and stuff. But I'm not paying for waves. Yeah, I'm not doing it, bro. You're mad. You're not. Yeah. You're mad. Anyway. Well, you got a bunch of the the UAD stuff with the. Uh, Apollo, right? Um, yeah, you get a few things. Yeah, you yeah. get. Uh, I think it comes with a few preamp stuff inside it. Like I started using the Unison. Have you used that? I haven't used it. You got a, you got a UAD in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Unison's like it's like a rather than having a physical preamp, it's like a inside. Um, it's like a digital one. Yeah, and it's like a, oh, bro, use it, man. Okay, it's a thing called Unison. You got a console, right? Uh, console is the thing you need. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah, console on console on your input channels. You can turn on Unison. It's great, bro. It's okay. great. I'll show you after. So anyway, yeah, uh, my speakers, I have the Yamaha uh, HS8s, because yeah, yeah. apparently they're quite flat. I have the subwoofer, which I turned off because it's not true. Um, I turned it to the lowest. So my, yeah, Polo Twin uh, interface, SN7B for vocals or U87, 
or the TLM 103, which is a great condenser as well. Yep. Um, Yamaha HS8s. That's it. And Ableton. That's and, your, oh, that's yeah, your oh, pref- oh, yeah, preferred I, door. Yeah, because I, I make beats first. I use Ableton and I record in Ableton as well. But when I have a basic beat down, if I want to just do comping, I'll go to Logic because comping is amazing on Logic. Now, when you're programming drums, let's say, what are you using? Sample packs or are mm. you making the sounds yourself? Like I noticed in the intro of the last EP, there's like mouth clicks and stuff. Is that all you oh, are? Oh, these... yeah, that's not me. No, I found that. Where did I find that? Bro, you know what lies to you? Every producer has... Too many drums. Yeah. Bro, you, you got you you produce for it as well. Yeah. Bro, I've been collecting drums since I was fucking 15, 14, bro. I've got too many. I've got gigs and gigs of drum packs. And I found out when I went to LA and stuff, all the biggest producers use, use all the biggest producers use the same drums that you have, bro. Are B- they using loops or are they using loops and BWB? As long as you have the boy wonder pack and the <laughs> BWB, which is big white, big white beats. Get the BWB pack, one to six. Get that and you're fine. That's all the Post Malone, all the Drake, Frank Dukes. Get the BWB pack for drums. Boy Wonder's easy. Um, and then, yeah, uh, and Slice, Splice. I've splice. been banging out Splice. Really? Bruv, I know some producers hate it, but you have to manipulate the sounds. You can't just take it off Splice. You can't just take then, a stock bam, sound. And I will take a loop and I will use Sound Toys, Echo Boy. I'll, I'll transpose it down a few semitones. You know, press some Valhalla reverb on it, and yeah, it's not it's not yours anymore. Valhalla is the yeah. fucking greatest. Have you had? Have you played with Valhalla Delay? They released a delay unit. Was it free? No, no. I'm not. No, I've got Valhalla reverb room, and yeah. I've got vintage vintage reverb, and I've yeah. got Shimmer. I've never used Shimmer. Shimmer's quite good. I don't know what to do with that. It's good. It's good for pads and transitions. I, that shit, man. I use presets on this fear. For everything okay, my whole song, but Valhalla Delay is the probably one of the best delays I've ever I used. I forgot that it's so I I've just got the waves, haste delay. <sighs> nah, nah, that's crazy. Nah, it's just I don't, I don't, I don't rate it. Nah, I've I stopped think. using, <laughs> I've stopped using waves as much as possible. I learned that from Mirror so he uses a lot of the Ableton stock plugins, fam. Yeah, I, they're just as good. Yeah, but I feel like when I went to LA, basically, what I did, right. When I went to LA and I met all like the Kanye dudes and stuff, uh, not Kanye, but his producers and stuff, I looked over everyone's shoulder, Diplo and them, and look over all their, see what they're using. It's the same shit I have. Yeah. They're not, there's no secret. Here's something. There's no golden plug-in or golden drum pack. I swear to God, everyone's got the same drums. They're all using Waves. They're all using Valhalla. It's the same plugins you have on your computer they're using too, just in a different way. The only things I'm using on Waves are the J37. Tape I had that the Kramer, uh, the 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 tape, tape emulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no. a one. There's one setting on there, does incredible stuff to mid ranges. Yeah. I learned that. Yeah, Kramer's all right. Uh, the thing about waves is, I, yeah. I hate their analog emulation. I hate the noise. noise. Turn it off, man. I hate all of that shit. Like it'll be times where I'm like, where is that hissing coming from? And I have to go for about a hundred channels. channels just to be like, what? Where is this H delay? Or yeah. just find the one CLA two A that has the analog thing. Yeah, switched. and turn it off. It, it, so it can really because you might bounce the track out and you've put on the um the L2 maximizer or whatever to make yeah. it sound loud and then you play it and speak it like what's that s- mm. sound it's one of your um backing vocals channels with the you know yeah one bus like miles away miles away it's like one never... single delay bus used for a transition and by the time you find it you've deleted the few <laughs> but yeah man um F6 when... as well on waves F6 yeah it's, yeah. A, it's a dynamic EQ 
<laughs> so like if you've got a ring but you don't want to eliminate it completely and it only pops up at one part of the song you can bring it down when it peaks what? so let's say for example you want to duck it's basically you can sidechain an EQ basically so if you want to get your bass out of the way when the kick comes in yeah. you can just take like 150 to 250 hertz yeah. set it set your parameters set your threshold so every time the kick comes in the bass pops out that of the frequency. way yeah. You just sidechain it though, but I guess that takes out the frequency that you want to... It takes out the frequency. Yeah. It's like, And then you can go in and be like, oh, that delay has got a little ring around here and I don't want to eliminate it completely. I just want to bring it down. That's mad. It's That's a sick. really, really nice uh, EQ. I'm going to check it out. I've got all my... I've got like external... I've got a, um, a desktop backup thing and it has all my installers on it. Hmm. So whenever I want to get a new way to plug in, I'll just go plug it in and then quickly go through the installers and install that. Like yeah. I just found out about the many Maracrin distortion distortion okay many m distortion oh my god oh if you ever want to add a bit of distortion movie stuff to your vocals get many m distortion on waves bruv you rate it oh my god i only use it the other day i use it on all my verses now better than uh decapitator yes 100 percent. because decapitator will you have to dial it how much you want to use yeah you can even put the vocal setting but the many m one is like it's subtle but it gives it like oh it's great but my plugins, right? When I'm when I'm making a song, when it comes to vocals, all I put on is Fab Filter, Fab Filter Q, Fab Filter Q2, Q2 or Q3, just, just to take out, you know, some frequencies. Then I just throw in CLA 2A waves, um, just to give it a bit, you know, whatever you need. Then I will put in DSR. So this was this your vocal chain? Yeah, vocal chain. Here's my vocal chain, <laughs> easy. Fab Filter Q2. Then um, after that, I would put on DSR. Then I put on CLA 2A, and then Oh, instead of Fab Filter, you can also use, I'm using that Waves uh, SSL. Yeah, yeah, SSL, call like it, comp. And I just put on the vocal preset. <laughs> okay, yeah. Lit, and then Valhalla Reverb on Ascend. Valhalla Reverb, and then maybe HLA on Ascend. Buses. Buses, that's Learning it. how to use buses. Set a template out, fam. That's it. True. That's what I got. Um, Have you heard of Jameson? What? A... He's a singer, like a Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You used to post him a lot. J JM, yeah, SM. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was here, did a show at Village Underground the other, the other week, and he oh, was shit. in here, and he was like, you know, I only just figured out how to use buses. I was like, on your seventh so you've been album. Using, you've been using, he's been using plugins on... He's he's just been putting reverb, like 20 reverbs oh, on a single project. Oh, no. He's like, I've only just started using buses. I was like, how the fuck has your yeah, last seven this. albums sounded so good, yeah. and you haven't been using a bus? Did he produce, produce it himself? Yeah, he does everything himself. Shit, boy. I can't wait to run this project, bro. Oh. How do you challenge yourself production-wise? Are you mixing all your stuff as well? Yeah, but when it comes to releasing, yeah. I get a mix engineer to do it for me. But okay. I can do it myself. Yeah, you can I get it to a was, place. I don't of... know why I was paying someone to make my shit when I can. I can't master. But from time you're EQing and putting delay and you're mixing, bro. Yeah. It might, you know, yeah, I mix it myself. Well, what are you learning at the moment to, in terms of production? Mm hmm and songwriting as well and just the craft what are you learning at the moment that's taking you to an, to your songs and ideas to another level chords and um, themes so right now I'm clocking what is consistent in my songs and I realise I need to figure out my chord progressions better mm. because they will always inspire a top line that I'll sing so right now I'm focusing on my chord progressions and also because I'm sick at drums that's easy but I'm good at mixing my vocals. It's just cool. Are you putting your drums in individually or are you using loops? Individually. Like, are you going kick here? Where's like... my computer's here? But I left it at my friend's house yesterday. Um, are yeah. you drawing them in or are you I using loops? Them... What, if I make a kick, clap, 
a kick clap and snare. My I, I drag it in. I just okay. I used to use a drum rack on Ableton. What do you use to make beats? I like Ableton or Logic. I use Logic. Oh, and that one you can use battery or you can use ASS twenty four. But I can't stand that. shit. I don't use any of the samplers. I use drag I drag audio. Yeah, like yeah. I'll put the That's sample in. I used to use drum rack on Ableton, which is like you could just throw a pack on it and then just you'll have one channel with all drums on it. And you can just lay it out. But then when I met Mary Master, I saw his project. I was like, what the fuck? He's messy as fuck, but he has all his sounds. He drags it all in. And like the kick is like a long channel. He just different passes in different places. So I started doing that. So now I just drag all my sounds in. Even if I have loops, I'll drag it in, cut it up and lay it out across the track. Okay. But I don't have one channel. I just have every, I've got my drum group and then it's got kicks. And yeah, yeah, for wave, sure. Wave, wave files across the whole project. So I'm always like, are people using loops? Are people yeah. actually fucking people, programming their the drums? The biggest songs out here are using loops from Splice. That's a fact. And I can't believe it because you have them. I bet money you have them on your computer, but they've just manipulated in a way where a lot of stuff is volume and EQing. Because you might have a, like, you know when you hear the same, you know when you hear a drum on someone's song, you're like, I have that kick. Yeah. I have that clap. Sometimes, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just about how you mix it and how you use it. Like a lot of the new Drake stuff I learned about, the, the, they're actually using default drums from, is it Ableton? They're using the default drum kits that come on. Like, you know, the key key. Did you learn? Yeah. That's like a, a wood knock from the default pack on any program. And so on, so on, they're doing that because people's ears are tailored to hearing the most basic drums from back in the day. Like when people like Prince and shit, they used to have the, the drums that came straight from the drum machines. Drum machines, yeah, yeah. So people, that's what people's ears are used to hearing. So a lot of the new records now, like Post Malone, I've got the, it's just a BWB pack. They use literally, they don't even, it's just the clap and the kick straight as it comes from the pack. They're using like that. They're not doing nothing to it. Default clap, default hat, hi hat, the default open hat. And we're going to write a great song, but the drums, we're not going to go into it at all. And that's helped me get more minimal with my music. Let's not try and make the most. Well, if you want to make a mad production, do that. But when it comes to drums and shit now, I'm just actually making it more minimal because I'm clocking that the bigger songs, it's, they're not doing the most. It's just, let's get a vibe and get a good song here and do the drums. Let's do what you need to do and leave it at that. So talk me through then your uh, structure of a song. Mm. How are you getting from point A to point B, point A being the start and point and point B being the finish. So obviously you'll sing your top line for the chorus or whatever, but then how are you, how are you getting into the next section? I have markers on my projects. There's an intro. I have intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, middle eight, outro, uh, chorus, outro. I have markers. Um, I'll start from the chorus and then I'll move that to that bit. And then I'll add, maybe you'll take out one channel for the verses and stuff. I work. There's no linear process to me. It's all back and forth. Yeah. I don't like, I don't, I don't set out which bit's going to be first. I just make it as I do it and then I'll lay it out at the end. And I mean, how am I getting through though? Like, how is the song revealing itself to you as you're making it? Because obviously mm -hmm. you ha you start and you have the chorus. Yeah. If that's where you like to start because you're a chorus yeah, guy. Yeah, how are you then going, right, now I need to get into the second verse? Depends on the content of what I'm singing about. Depends on the content. Like, um... Because we all get to those points of where... I get stuck, bro. I yeah, where we have a 16, we have a 16, which Space. is a chorus or whatever, yeah. and then the song just finishes. And we're yeah, like, yeah. how am I getting but, into yeah. the next section? You where got, do I go from here? Sometimes I get outside help, like my boy home and come, I'm like, bro, I need some keys or something. I need uh, something because I can't figure, like, I can't do everything on my own. I realise that I can get the basis down, but teamwork is important. So sometimes if I'm stuck, I was listening to another song. 
or play another song and be like, okay, what do they do with this bit? Mm. Like, sometimes they just take out the fucking drums. Take out the drums, maybe put in like an arpeggio or something, I don't know. And sometimes it's not that deep. It's just uh, building the stray. Sometimes you can have too many channels. You can have too many parts on a song. And to give the listeners ear rest, just take out some stuff, bro. And that will be a middle eight. And then just, you know, maybe do a little vocal riff with no words and put some reverb on it, some verb on it. And then... I find myself in that position way too often of where I'm like, like, you know, this song just gets to a cliff edge and you're like, ah, oh, the next section. Yeah, yeah. What am I doing? And usually for me, it's like a, it's a melody thing and not a keys thing, like mm. not like a harmonic thing. It's, it's, I need to figure out the next part of the melody and then that guides the rest of the song. But I remember once uh, in a song I made called Loner, I was, I ripped the drum, it sounds like an 80s synth wave, like almost Blade Runnery type track. I was out of that film, sorry. Huh? Or what's out of that film? Oh, fair enough. I thought it was Blade. I was like, where's the black guy? <laughs> where's Wesley Snipes? <laughs> I walked out. I was like, where's the black guy? But I told to cut you off. Oh. And um, I was, I ripped the drums from an Anita Baker song and you would never, ever, ever know. No. But like, it's the, almost the same pattern. And I was like, all right, let me just put it there. And it's always the melody, I think, that guides me into the next part of yeah. the song because it's the melody is almost like the thing that you follow into the unknown. Yeah. Of like, It's the song of it where you're like, you. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. And then that's when I'm like really inspired or when I've hit something lucky. But when it's the chords that lead me into it, it's more industrial. It's more crafted. Yeah. It's more of like a work type thing. I can't wait to get out of, of, of my... Because I've got, like you, I've got like a... Um, it has to be verse, chorus, verse, that verse. It doesn't have to be that, bro. I don't know why Like I keep thinking it has to be intro, eight bars, verse, eight bars, pre-chorus, eight bars. Fam. There's I got a song called Glow as a part of it. After the almost the final pre, I go into this little breakdown bit. But that naturally, because I thought I've got more to say. Yeah, I don't want to go to the final chorus yet. I've got more to say, and I just threw it in. And it's weird. It's like a, a middle sixteen or a middle. But it's like it's chords, is it? It's, it's like a nice. Yeah, no, I took out. Yeah, I just put in a baseline, put some police sirens in. I was like, no, this part of the story, I'm telling. You know, I'm talking about how you know I'm not. I'm, I'm gassed up now, like. And I, I gave it a different section because I thought that's where it needs to go. And it, I was guided there because, you know, the song said, no, you're not finished expressing yourself yet. Let's keep going. And um, yeah, I think I can't wait to get out of um, If the chords are too loopy, if they just loop. I've got yeah. some songs. I've got a song called Isabella. And the loops just keep going. The chords don't change. It's like that won't inspire a better verse. Like mm. maybe change a, a chord here and there or add in a little sound that makes you know that gives you a different it's i look at as music has like a roller coaster it's weird you have your beginning bit where it's like you know at the anticipation, anticipation oh. and then as you get to the priest like oh we're getting there now and then the chorus comes and you get like, oh shit and then back to the verse like okay relax now go calm and then back to the pre it's not always like that but i tend to know i'm like okay where's my energy dipping here where am i going to relax now when am i going to give the listener a bit of calm time then give them in the chorus again See, that's experience, but it's visual, bro. I don't like I like music has to be visual for me. I see you got the kids see ghosts hoodie on that's hard. Yeah. If I'm um I uh, bro, I can't see it. I got ADD, so my attention will just cut off, but my bad. Um I'm so reborn. That, that song's amazing. Reborn is an amazing song, bro. He says the chorus so many times, I was like, oh I get it. He's saying, keep moving forward. You know that song? Which song? I'm so I'm so reborn. I'm moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep moving, moving forward. forward. Yeah, keep yeah. Mo he says it so many times. I was like, "Oh, keep moving forward." That's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. There's a Mantra. reason why he keeps repeating it. Yeah. I was like, "Why did they just fin not finish the song?" No, he's telling you to keep moving forward, bro. I love the 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 
knowledge of visual music and art as a visualization as a journey for the audience because it's something that again this is for anyone who who's watched the last episode will be like oh they spoke about this already but it's interesting for us to chop it up as well and see how you feel about this is it it's a journey and you're on it mm. or you're taking the audience on that journey mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but it seems like you do. You have one eye on the audience while you're yeah, yeah, while you're yeah. creating. You're like, oh, okay, I need to take them here now, yeah, yeah, and then do. I need to make them feel this, and I need to show them this. Yeah. And it's constantly having one eye on it. And I think that's the mark of like a master mm. artist is being able to consider them, to be yeah, able to consider, consider the journey and consider how it's going to be interpreted. Yeah, it's important. I think because obviously, I'm a fan of music first, and as a listener, there's certain things that I want to hear in songs. Sometimes I hear songs, I'm like. Why did you do that to me for? Why did you just give me a pre and they didn't give me a chorus? Mm. You were teasing and the buzz wasn't even that good. Like sometimes I think as a listener first, yes, I'm an artist, but I also think, okay, cool. You like this bit, but what can the listener, what can what can they get from this bit? Like what can you change that will, you know, you know, what can you add here for the listener? And it's good, man. because so, it's an experience. I want to share my story, but I also want to bring you, I want to give you an experience, bro. What can you, what can the listener visualize as they hear your song, you know? Whether that be the synth, you know, really, or whether it be like the little backing vocal, give them something. Cause that's what I like. Yeah, for sure. My favorite thing when I'm listening to new music is, I like to laugh. It's mm. it's strange, but I like to go, oh, you fuck, like, oh, oh. yeah, you got me, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, you made me want something and then you took it away, or or I kn you gave it to me yeah. now, like, it's I like to be played with, yeah, I like man. to be taken to places and then pushed somewhere else. I like to be yeah. manipulated by the experience of the art. Yeah, that's for me the most rewarding part is when, and I wish I could observe my own creations yeah. in that way. Do you know, like, I wish I could. Do not wish that sometimes you could listen to your own songs for the first, first time. First time, yeah, bro. Yeah, I do. Because I play my songs all day. I love my shit. But it's like, sometimes you might not have heard your own song for a while. Mm. And you hear it again, you're like, oh, you're sick, bro. Yeah. You did that. Oh, I forgot you did that. And like, you know, you need to get a little revisit, but you'll never get to the same place you was when you first made it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I like what you said about, um, you like when they take you on a certain route and it might not be expecting where you, it's not. It might not be where you expected it to go, but um. Also, I like when artists give me the real, and they just tell me how they feel exactly. There's a song by a guy called Baby Keem, and um, uh, he, there's a bit in the chorus where he says um, he goes, "Don't talk fate deep. I don't like it. Don't talk fate deep to me. I don't like." But it's like he's moaning about someone who's talking. But like the way he said it, it's like he's like a baby. He's literally. I'm like he's literally just saying, stop. Chatting shit to me, but the way he's, he records it, the way the vocalist is, like, he's literally just moaning about it. And I like that because he's just giving me, I don't care, he said the same thing twice or three times or four times. That's how he feels or how she feels. And sometimes that's what I need. It doesn't always have to be so perfect, you know? Like, yeah, man. So, so what, what do you listen to, like, that really gets you excited? Like, what songs for you make you be like, ah, that's how you do it? Oh, like, oh, phone. yeah, you've, you've really fucked with me there. I'm checking my phone right now. Um, Lana Del Rey's uh, Born to Die. Okay. That song, you know that song? Yeah, of course. Bro, as depressing as it is, production-wise... I wouldn't say I've listened to it and really appreciated it. I've heard oh it as God. it's as it's played on the radio, and I, I've I've been a part of it, like, um, hearing what, it. What we see, the question was, what song is, like... Um, I don't know. Oh, Tame Impala have a lot of moments like that in their music. Oh Mate, my god, Tame Impala. 
currency it, everyone because I don't know who they let were. Let it happen is let it. Oh, because even the ending, bro, it's like what where it loops. Yeah, yeah, but it gets fucking yeah, weird yeah, yeah, yeah. And it starts to warp. For me, then... that's the best, uh, the best sounding song ever. It's the best sonic experience the I've sonic ever experience had. The sonic experience it gives you from it's like you are on drugs when you hear that song. Yeah, you don't even know you are. You are. They've yeah. given you the pill through their their song. That is amazing. Fucking um. Oh, I have it on vinyl. I don't have a vinyl player, but I know I will one day. Um, Currents, let it happen. The ending, which just goes down, 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 and you're like, wait, it's my. I thing. thought it was my thing was fucking up. And I was like, and, and then goes, slowly dun, everything dun, dun, starts dun, changing. Dun, 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 and then and, and then they ah, oh, bro, yeah, Damon Parlor do that for me. Kanye does it a lot on Jesus, even mm. though I love Dark Fantasy more. Um, who takes the piss with it? Travis Scott's switch arts piss me off. Sometimes they're very abrupt and I don't expect it, but it is his art. Hmm. Um, I think it's Tame Impala, man, when it comes to Sonics. Like, you don't know they were going to take you there. You didn't know it was going to go there. You didn't even know. Like, even eventually. Eventually. Uh, 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 eventually so this, but it starts. Yeah. Down, down, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I. I missed that show, fam. Ugh. I listened to that song. I listened to that album for maybe a year and I skipped eventually every time. So I was like, what? what's this hard rock? I can't, I never, what? I don't think I started listening to it at a point where I was really sitting down and just experiencing the music and, and playing from top to bottom. So right, I skipped right. that song every, like every time yeah, it came on. Skip, yeah. And then one time I didn't skip it yeah, and I was like, this is probably the best song on the album. Because yeah, 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 yeah. after that, it drops into the most beautiful sound yeah. when i actually went through the, i did the thing for king's cross um the new design festival thing i, I had to choose my five favorite covers and i chose tame impala yeezus because album I, covers yeah album covers. Oh, okay, okay top five i chose um tame impala i chose yeezus uh well current tame impala yeezus because no one had ever seen a cd i don't think it's got a red stick on it bro what is that exactly what is that i don't know what it is you haven't seen it before i'm buying it um gorillas plastic beach because that changed my life that album um, I threw in MJ just because MJ, not because the cover's that sick. Oh, and Outcast, I speak about Snow Love Below. Okay, do you have that album? Do yeah, you have that separate? Of course, I never played Big Boys, Big part. Boys, I only played Speaker Box. Yeah, Snow Love Below. <laughs> I was a kid then with CD players. I'm not playing the rap stuff, I want to hear the melodies on Hey on Hey Y'all and Roses, but yeah, man, yeah, bro. Music is like I love it so much, I can't not make it. It's bruv. I'm just excited and scared to go out to see where I go next. Hmm. Well, where are you going at the moment with the stuff that you've made and haven't it's put so out? It's so movie-ish now. We've just got a sync. I can say it now. I've got a sync for... There's a show on Netflix called All My Block. We, there's a new season coming out called Season... And I've got episode two. They synced Glow. Now, when I told you I put in Sirens, you heard Glow? Yeah. On the last chorus, I put in Sirens in the car going... Because I can see in my mind they're chasing... I can see Need for Speed when I hear this song. I said, this song's going to be in the movie or program. I know it will be. What happened? We're going to use your song for episode two. Bro, when that comes out, bro, oh my God. I make. I want to make thematic music because I can make my stories very dramatic. I came from acting. So I'm going to start doing, um, I might start soundtrack and stuff as well, by the way. I love Hans Zimmer. Yeah. But from a young kid, I always loved Hans Zimmer and soundtrack. So I'm going to start making very dramatic music. Oh, and now I can do what I want. <laughs> You're free. You're Bruh. a free man. No one can tell me anything. Playlists don't matter, but they slightly do. Depends what you're, you're looking at in it. But um, yeah, next stage for me, 
project for sure. It's going to be so thematic. I might even do an exhibit, like a little um, a live performance thing with the project. Because now I've got my creative control with, with my boy and we know exactly how to... But you said you didn't like live performance. I don't. But not, not in a way that I was doing it. Okay. Let me do what I want to do and how I want to do it. I want to do a small 50-person show in a small place with low lights and, you know, you know, a few artwork on the wall and I'll do maybe three songs in the way I want to do it. I don't care about live bands. I don't care. I'll put on an MP3, bro. I'll put on these sounds. I want to do it how I want to do it. But you get told a lot, let's not do a show now because when you do a headline show, people might not come to that because you did this show then and you might lose ticket sales and it might take away from this and you won't get that playlist if you do this. like... Can I just make music, please, and release it? Because remember when I first came out, I had pinned on my Twitter, all I want to do is make music and hide. I had that on my thing for years because that's what I was, that's what I was doing. I wanted to just release music and express myself. But like, but fortunately, yes, the business got involved. Financial stuff got involved. But to this day, I, I still want to just put out music and hide, bro. I realised that I don't actually want to be... In a sp I might sound uh, contradictory, but like, I don't think I'm made for the spotlight, but I want to you will know my name like rick rubin shit like you will know tom trip and what he does and what he's written and stuff but i'm not going to be the guy like oh look at me like he's my new thing like no i just want to i don't know if i can exist though i don't know if that's possible to still do and because now everything's so social media influenced now you have to be doing something mental i think you just have to be making good music that's where it all starts from is it not no. that's like, what i was doing like you have been yeah yeah, well, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. you, maybe not, but, you know, yeah, 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 it's yeah. got you to certain places and it's got you in front of certain people so, yeah, yeah. and people appreciate you exactly. and people want more from you. Yeah, man. So it's super exciting. Even, that's like, even, that's, even if that's 100 people to any musicians out there, if you've got any, you, you get 50 plays, bruv. We appreciate them people that message you and say, bro, I heard your song on so and so. Like, I don't ignore anybody on DMs. I won't. Until one day I can't do that, I will respond to everyone. I invited a guy down to my studio yesterday yesterday a guy messaged me last week i was going out in soho and someone just said hey bro i came to your only your first headline show in, in hoxton it was great like i wanted to know if i can just come and see and sit on the session and just see how you write i said bro come this week man that's dangerous to do i know but he looked harmless so he came down yesterday bro i said here's my studio here's, here's what i do bro like we just spoke about artists and music and the industry for, for like three hours and it was like this is what I, I appreciate, bro. If you want to come see what I do, it's not. I'm not because I, I know when I was coming up and people like you were, I was, you were emailing me. I was telling you, bro, it's just like bedroom songs. I was emailing so many people that I wanted to just wish they could just give me a little bit of advice. You know, AK Paul did. Jay Paul's brother, he gave me when I first put out time. He was like, he gave me. No one even knew. I was really chatting to them like back in the day. He was telling me how to finish stuff and just give me. He's like, make sure you're living life to get inspiration. If I'm not inspired, make sure you go outside and do stuff. Everything's not about the music. It's about how your life is and. I wanted to be able to, and now I want to be able to talk to people and help people that want help. Because when I was coming up, me and Dolipa were in the same school and we were going around house um, studios to record stuff. And I used to go to a youth club, the government shut it down. So I had no more places to go and do anything. So I had to get a job to buy a microphone. You know, all my, main, all my friends are just trapping because there's no more youth clubs, so they can't do anything. So they got trapping. I was like, no, I'll get a job. I'll go buy a microphone. I'll go get like a, I'll go get free loops and I'll make music at home. But I had no other choice. Like, so I want to make sure I'm helping those that want to do music and I'm going, oh, bro, I want to just help, bro, because I've learned so much. And Taking everything that you've learned over the last four years from having songs on your laptop that you were too afraid to put out, mm -hmm. too afraid to even sing on sometimes, yeah. to the point where you're at now, a liberated man, yeah, free from the industry, mm -hmm. 
comfortable, yeah, ready to take risks, mm -hmm. ready to express yourselves in, in, mm -hmm. in deeper and more sincere ways than you ever thought was even possible. With all of that wealth of experience, if you were to go back and speak to yourself in your bedroom, mm -hmm. too afraid to put stuff out and too afraid mm -hmm. to sing, what would be the key bit of advice you would give? What you think in your head isn't always reality. The fears you have aren't real. Like, just because you think something is this, it doesn't mean it's that. You might think you can't sing. You might think I can sing. Well, if I don't buy the music, who will ever know? Nobody. Stop asking for advice because no one actually knows. Everyone's winging it. I tell my younger self, everything you want to do, as long as you're working towards that, life will guide you. But no one has the golden key to anything. It's about what you want to do. As long as you're being honest with yourself, shit will work for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, uh, yeah, you're, you're your worst enemy, but literally you just have to do. Also, my key thing is it's not that deep. Once I got through all my fucking therapy stuff, and it's not that deep. The things I think sometimes about music and what I'm doing, it's like, if I do this time, I'm going... Nobody cares about what you're going through. Nobody cares. It's not that deep. Just please do and be honest to yourself about what you want to do, whether that's art, I don't know, whatever you want to do in life. Just be honest to yourself and understand that nothing is that serious other than, you know, death and shit. But I mean, when it comes to creation, because that will hold you back. I have held back so much stuff that if I just, I learned for releasing songs and having you give me advice and stuff that, like, hold on, I'm not shit. I thought I was shit. Like, I thought I couldn't make beats. And then you get a Netflix. Like, oh, I thought my song was... Oh, hold on, mate. Let's just do this. So, yeah. Just do it, man. I know some some Nike shit, but just Nike, do it. baby. Nike. You have to just do it. There's no other way. There's no other way. Even if you Well, there is another fail, way. It's just don't do it. Don't do it. If you don't do it, you won't know. And then don't complain. Bitch. Don't <laughs> complain. Like, I talk to myself all the time about, Bram, you can't complain because you didn't do it. I'm going to get tatted on my two hands. I might get tattooed now that I'm free. Fuck. Wait, you're not allowed to get tattoos because you had no, a deal. No, 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 no. I just had some These demons like, bruv, I'm going to get you know and you knew. Everything in life that goes well, whatever, does well. If you've got an exam tomorrow and you don't revise for it and you fail, shame on you. You knew you had the exam. Did you revise? No, it's your fault. If you've got an exam tomorrow and you know you have to revise for it, you will do it. And if you pass, you well, well done because you know what to do. Do it. If you know you're in a bad situation, you know you shouldn't do that. Don't do it. It's kind of negative and positive, but it would hopefully make me think to do the, the right thing more time, you know? And make you responsible for and make you accountable actions. for your life yeah. and your own actions. You know, and also you can't blame people, man. Everything's down to you. And I might get a, a tattoo that is an arrow and a down arrow. It's up and down because everything's up and downs in life, bro. I literally, that's literally all it is for me. Not everything's going to be great. You have to have downs to have ups. I've got so much shit to tell myself, bro. As you can tell, I'm just, I've just talked to myself all day. Well, it's been amazing you having you here for, the, you for, for the couple of hours that you've been here, man. And hopefully it's not the last time that we can sit and bro, chat. This is lit, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for believing in yourself as well and keeping going on a journey when even, mm. even at times it felt like it might not have been worth it or it mm. might not have been sustainable. Thank mm. you for getting through all of the things that you needed to get through, mm. making all the sacrifices that you did and taking responsibility and accountability for yourself right. so that you can come sit on the other side of this and speak to whoever needs to hear needs it. to hear it, man. Thank you for having me for letting me and for letting me speak, you know. 
I speak quite fast, but you know, I hope you guys hear what I'm saying. And, and thank you, Kane, for bringing me on this. It's, I used to bang this podcast out when it first came <laughs> out. First, I was listening heavy. So I'm happy to be on here and I'm happy people can hear what I have to say. And thank you for giving me a voice. Honestly. Best of luck to you, brother. Bro, thank you. Appreciate it. Lit. Amazing, man. Lit, man. That was great.